Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for October 3rd, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus, and we're going parable by parable. Right now, we're in the parable of the barren fig tree. I hope that you've been enjoying this series so far. The title of today's message is Pearls from the Parables, Part 70. <laughs> wow, Part 70. We, we've been going through parables for 70 solid messages now. This is number 70, and the title is God Just Wants You to Be You. Listen, God just wants you to be you. Say that out loud. God just wants me to be me. God doesn't have any expectation of me to be anyone but me. God doesn't have any expectation of you to be anyone but you. So so just embrace the grace to be you. I will em- embrace the grace to be me. That's what we're going to talk about today. Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. You want to walk in the authenticity of your divine assignment. You want to be your authentic self. One of the things that I've learned as I walk with God, a few things I've learned uh, in these 28 years is that the anointing only flows through the authentic. And so there's an anointing on your God, uh, on your life from God. And the anointing is when God flows through a human, right? So there's an anointing on your life for God to flow through you, speak through your vocal cords, think through your mind, operate through your limbs so that the love and the power, the glory of God can be manifested in, with, and through your life. And the anointing I've learned only flows through the authentic. The anointing will only flow when you are living as your authentic self. When you're trying to be somebody that you're not, there can't be any anointing on that because it would be like God is validating your foolishness. God is looking at you saying, what is he doing? <laughs> what is he doing? I'm not going to validate that. I'm not going to co-sign that like young people say today. No way. I'm not putting my hand on that. I'm not going to put my stamp of approval on that. But when you are walking as your authentic self, then the anointing flows through the authentic. Put that in the chat. All right. Psalms 126 and verse four is a scripture that we've been looking at all year at our church. We believe that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. So this is what we've been meditating on. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again for us. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. So we don't want any dry areas in your life. Put in the, in the chat, no dry areas for me. And so we want any area, if there's any area of your life that has dried up, this is a season for the Lord to give you a fresh wind, fresh anointing. Say amen to that. All right. So this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. We've been looking at Luke chapter 13, verses six through nine. Yesterday, I I gave you verses one through five as well. I'm going to read that for you again. Let's do one through five, get some context, and then six through nine, and then get some teaching. You ready? Luke chapter 13, verses one through five. The Bible says some people were there with Jesus at that time, and they told them what happened to some of the worshipers in Galilee. Pilate had them killed, and their blood was mixed with the blood of animals as they brought sacrifices. So basically, they was like, oh, look what happened to those people. Those people, you know, happened to those people, like they must have done something wrong. Jesus answered, do you think that this happened because they were more sinful than all the other people in Galilee? Then Jesus gave them the answer. He said, no, they were not. But if you don't decide to change your own lives, you're going to be destroyed like those people. Stop pointing, stop living like 
other people. Stop worrying about other people. Check your own heart. Number four. Uh, and what about those 18 people? You know, you, you heard that on the news, those 18 people that died when the Tower of Siloam fell upon them. Uh, so do you think that they were more sinful than everyone else in Jerusalem? I know that that's what y'all been saying. The truth is that, that they were not. I tell you, if you don't decide to change your own lives, you're going to be destroyed too. You have to repent. That's the context for this parable. So then he spoke a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and didn't find any. And so he said to the keeper of the vineyard, listen, for three years, I've been coming looking for fruit. Year number one, I came, I didn't see nothing. I didn't say nothing. Year number two, I didn't see nothing. I didn't say nothing. Year number three, I come, I, I don't see anything. That's it. I'm Cut it down. There's a limit to my patience with this thing. I've given it everything that it, it needs to produce figs. And it's a fig tree and it looks the part, but it's not producing the part. And the, the, the dresser of the vineyard said, hold on, sir. You, you have every right to cut it down, but let me work on it first. Let me dig around it. Let me fertilize it. Let me work on it. Now, after that, if it produces fruit, check, good. If not, then fine. Go ahead and cut it down. So what does this mean for you today? I'm talking about you being your authentic self. I have five things to share with you in this morning. I, tried, I, I, I debated with God a little bit about just making it four, uh, but I have five things to share with you in this morning. And so um, there's a lot. Let me go through these five things. You ready? I need you to open up your heart to receive. Number one, the intersection of God's grace and his accountability. So if this is Grace Street and this is Accountability Avenue, <laughs> there's an intersection between the grace of God and the accountability of God. And you're going to have to have a discussion with God one day at that intersection. So God loves you by grace. Say, God loves me by grace. Grace is free. It is unmerited. It is undeserved. It is the free favor of God. I love the grace of God. God loves us by grace. Say amen to that. Grace is a free gift. It doesn't come for work. You cannot work for grace. The apostle Paul said, if you work for grace, then grace is no longer grace because you're working for it. It's a free gift. You can't work for grace. You just work by grace. But grace, because it's free, some people take grace and because it's free and they take it as a license for laziness. Grace is not a license for laziness. Grace is not a license for complacency. Grace is a free gift, but that doesn't mean you don't have to do anything. So say this, put this in the chat. There is a high cost to God's free gift. There is a high cost to God's free gift. Eternal life is free. What is it going to cost you? Everything. <laughs> There's a high cost to God's free gift. God has never required any less than all of you. You can put that in the chat if you want. God has never required any less than all of you. God wants all of you. He either is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. So the grace of God comes and it's free. It's unmerited. It's undeserved, but it comes with a high cost. And that cost is God expects us to be who it is that he called us to be. God expects, expects us to produce fruit the fruit that we're destined to produce. So this parable is illustrating the balance between the grace of God, which is free, and us being held accountable for our spiritual state. So the grace of God is free, but we are still going to be held accountable for where we are with our walk with God. The owner of the fig tree came to the vineyard looking for figs on that tree, and all it wanted from the fig tree was figs. In other words, all the owner wanted was the fig tree to be a fig tree. 
All the owner wanted was the fig tree to be yourself. See, listen, God is not looking for you to be anybody but you. You have the grace to be you. God just wants you to be you. God, God is only going to hold you accountable for yourself. At this intersection between Grace Street and Accountability Avenue, God is just looking for you to be you. God has given you the grace to be you, and he gave it to you freely, and he gave it to you from the foundations of the world. And so if you misunderstand the grace of God, which comes free, and you say, because it's free, I don't have to do anything, you are failing to live up to your responsibility in Christ Jesus, and you will be held accountable. God will hold you accountable to his grace. Grace is free, but God will hold you accountable to his grace. Put that in the chat. God will hold me accountable to my calling. God will hold me accountable to the grace that he put on my life. So if you walk with God long enough, you're going to have a meeting at that intersection, the intersection between God's grace and his accountability. Say amen to that. Number two, God is looking for you or for your life to produce the fruit that you are naturally supposed to produce. There's some stuff that is just natural to you. And your life is supposed to produce the fruit that is natural for you to produce. God is not looking for you to be anyone other than yourself. There are some things that you're naturally gifted to be and to do. And you know what God wants for you? Is for you to be and to do what you're naturally gifted to be and to do. God simply wants your life to produce the fruit that he put inside of you. He gave you the ability to produce fruit, and he just wants you to be that. He doesn't want you to be anybody else. He's not holding you accountable to be anybody else. When God came to the fig tree in the parable, and the owner is God in the, in the parable, all he was looking for was figs. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. It, it would be unrighteous of the owner of the fig tree to say, I came to this fig tree, and I'm looking for apples. Oh, that would be a problem. If the owner of the fig tree says, I came to this fig tree, and I'm looking for mangoes, that would be a problem because apples is not natural to a fig tree. Mangoes, not natural to a fig tree. But it, it is okay for the owner of the fig tree to say, I came to a fig tree and I'm looking for figs. Why? Because it was designed to produce figs. And so, so he it would it would be crazy for God to expect you to be somebody that you're not. But God is only expecting you to be you. God, God only listen, he, he has giving you the grace to be you, and he has a warranted expectation. He comes to you, and he expects you to be you. The barren fig tree in this parable is like the picture of a believer who is wasting the grace of God that's on his life, her life. God has given you everything you need to be you. Put this in the chat or say it out loud. I have the grace to be me. I have everything I need to be me. I am graced. I am called to be Rick Pina. And I'm pretty good at being Rick Pena. I'm, I don't need to worry about being anybody but Rick Pena. That's it. I am me. And that's, I walk in my authentic self. God has given me the grace to impact my sphere of influence. And all I'm going to do is impact my sphere of influence. And I'm going to do it my way. And I'm, and, and I'm going to do it the way that God has called me to do it. And I may not preach like other people. And I may not talk like other people. And I may, may my English may not be perfect uh, with all the grammar when I'm speaking. Maybe I say things that I shouldn't, you know, that other people think maybe I shouldn't say. Or maybe I, I quote, <laughs> I, I, I could be preaching and in the middle of a, of a sermon, I slide in a rap verse or whatever, right? But I am going to be my author 
authentic self. So my message to you at this point is stop fighting against your natural self. There's some things that are natural to you, and God just wants you to be you. God doesn't have any expectation of you to be anybody but you, and you have the grace to be you. And so it God just wants you to leave the mark in this world that you are destined to leave, but it will only happen when you are being your authentic self because the anointing only flows through the authentic. Say amen to that. Number three, there are consequences to rejecting your assignment. There are consequences to rejecting your assignment. I know people, I'm called to preach the gospel. When I got called, when I got born again, um, I ran to my assignment. I didn't run from it. I know people, I was just at a men's conference not too long ago, and there was a pastor there, and his son, he mentioned out loud that his son is called to preach, but his son is like running from it. And um, I, I jokingly, you know, he said, when you see my son, tell him that he needs to stop running. So I saw his son in the hallway, and I jokingly it was like, hey, man, you need to stop running. He was like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. And so there are people that know that they're called to do something and they are willingly, purposefully, and stubbornly rejecting it or stubbornly delaying it. Like they know that they're supposed to be doing something and they're just not doing it because of a lot of reasons. They have other desires or whatever. I got it. So in this parable, we see that the owner of the tree the fig tree, came looking for figs. That's all it was looking for. It wasn't looking for anything other than what it was supposed to be, figs. And when it didn't find any, then it said, cut it down. There will be repercussions in your life if you persistently and stubbornly neglect your spiritual calling. While God is patient, thank God for his patience, do not mistake his patience as an approval for your unfruitfulness. Let me say that again. Do not mistake God's patience as an approval for your stubbornness. <laughs> no, when he came and didn't find anything, he didn't say anything, but that doesn't mean he was happy. Year two, he came back. He didn't find anything. He didn't say anything, but that doesn't mean he was approval approving of it. No. When he came to 30, he said, fine, cut it down. Do not mistake the patience of God to mean that God is approving your stubbornness. So he's approving your lifestyle. No, no. God is just being patient with you. God is just being patient. But there comes a day where I told you yesterday, where the patience of God gives way to the justice of God. So you can't just keep rejecting God over and over and over again and think that his patience has no limits. Listen, in this parable, it's a reminder for us that we need to produce the fruit that we're called to produce, that we need to be the men and the women that God has called us to be. And if we stubbornly and intentionally reject who it is that God has called us to be, there will come a day where we will be held accountable and God will call us to the carpet and we may not like the consequences. So don't think that God is approving your lifestyle or he's approving your attitude or he's approving proving your stubbornness just because he hasn't said anything. He came the first year, he, he didn't like it, but he didn't say anything. God was just being patient. Do not take God's silence as a stamp of approval. No, God is not, God is not approving. Listen, there's some stuff out here in the world 
that people think that, oh, it's okay now because that's like, you know, the culture and that's where we're going and people have evolved. No, 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 no. God, God, the word of God is still true. I, I still believe what the Bible believes. I still call sin what the Bible calls sin. I still call holy what the Bible calls holy. A marriage is still a relationship between one man and one woman under God. Killing a baby is still murder. Right. You know, there's some things that are non-negotiable. I don't care what people say. I don't care what be all oh, brother Pena. We've evolved this 2023. Listen, let's stick to the word of God. Don't think that because God is not releasing his wrath that God is approving of it. No, no, no. God's silence is not a stamp of approval. There will come a day when we will all be held accountable to our actions and you may not like the consequences. And so you, you got to come, you got to be sober minded as it relates to this thing. There's some things that we need to live and we, God is still a holy God. We're still called to holiness. We're still called to righteousness. We're still called to be separate and different from the world. People should see something in you that they don't see in the world. You, you shouldn't just be like the world. Let me just be seeker friendly. Let me just act like them so I could try to lead them. No, they're leading you. You ain't leading them. And so they, they, they like it when they see something in you that they don't have. That's how they're going to be drawn to Jesus. So listen, you may not. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brother Pena, God is still blessing me. Stop. You be, do not mistake the fact that God is being patient with you to mean that God is approving of your foolishness. God is not approving of it. And one day you will be held accountable. And the church said, amen. I know. I know. Oh, Brother Pena, where are you going? I like it when you just talk about God wants to bless you. Yeah, God wants to bless you, but God wants you to live holy too. Say amen to that. Number four, you, you have, <laughs> oh my God, I feel like preaching this morning. You have to do more than just look the part. Listen, in, in the, the connotation of this parable is that, that the fig tree looked like a fig tree, right? It looked the part. It had, the, it had all the leaves, but it had no figs on it. And you got you to gotta avoid the, the trap of external righteousness. You, you can be leafy, but fruitless. You, you could be, listen, you know how to look the part, but God is looking for inward transformation. Remember, God looks at the heart. God is looking at the authenticity and the intent of your heart. So there are some people, let me say it, let me just be plain text. There's some people that know how to look the part. There's some people that go to church Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night, and they are, watch this, they, they feel like they're looking the part, therefore they're singing the songs, therefore they must be good but their life is not producing fruit. And God is like, no, I want your life to produce fruit. And, and so they, they, you can, and other people in their family be like, wow, he's a man of God. Wow. She's a man, a woman of God. Why? Because she goes to church. No, no. God is looking at the heart. External righteousness can be deceptive. Let me be clear. Going to church does not make you a disciple. Do not allow your church attendance record to produce a false sense of assurance in your heart. God is looking for a genuine and authentic relationship with him. This is why one of the reasons why you got to be delivered from performance-based religion. Like, like, you know, people find a false sense of security in religion. They go to church, they take communion, they sing a few songs, and, and, and they go home. And I got people in my family that are really good at this. They, they, they go to church, they take communion, they sing a few songs, and they go check, I met my obligation for the week. I met my obligation for the week. And then they live like hell the whole week. And then next Sunday, they go back, go to church, take communion, sing a few songs, check, I met my obligation for the week. No, your obligation is not going to church. Going to church doesn't make you a disciple. Your listen, authentic faith is your obligation. Producing fruit 
is your obligation. Developing divine character is your obligation. And remember, one day you will be held accountable to your lifestyle. One day you're going to be held accountable to who it is that you have developed into. God is going to hold you because God looks at your heart. God wants you to be who it is that God called you to be. Say amen to that. Number five, this is where I debated uh, whether or not I should give you this fifth point, but I'm going to give it to you today. I might talk more about this tomorrow. Life is much more simple when you just embrace the grace to be you. Put in the chat, I will embrace the grace to be me. You got to just embrace the grace to be you. All the owner of the fig tree wanted from the fig tree was figs. That's it. It didn't want anything else. All it wanted was figs. God has uniquely designed you. Say this. Say, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You you have a, an authentic voice print. You have an authentic fingerprint. You have a divine calling. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are unique. God has given you gifts and talents. God has given you a divine assignment. There's a measure of grace that is on your life. And when you embrace all of this, it simplifies your life. So you can just walk in accordance with your grace and purpose. When you accept your divine assignment and you start walking in your divine calling, you're in the center of God's will. And that's the safest place to be. When you are in the in the will of God, watch this. His grace is most potent and his peace is most profound. Let me say that again. When you know that you are in the will of God, I am doing what God told me to do. In that moment, his grace is most potent and his peace is most profound. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is going to work out. That doesn't mean that everything is going to be easy. Man, things can be going crazy on the outside. But I'm reminding myself that I'm only doing what God told me to do. And I'm doing what God told me to do. And so I'm in the center of God's will. And while, while things are not working out yet, and while things kind of haven't turned around yet, and while the world would say that I should be stressed out, right now, God's grace is most potent and his peace is most profound. Why? Because I know that I'm doing what God told me to do. And I know that the grace is coming. I, the grace is on me, and I know that the fruit is coming. See, wh- when you when you just embrace the grace to be you, and you rid yourself of the pressure to perform, or the pressure to conform to what other people want you to do, or the pressure to be somebody that you're not. Listen, when you you can be distracted by somebody else's calling, you appreciate them, but don't get distracted by them. Don't get you just have the grace to be you, and God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So when you take the grace to be you, you don't have to struggle to produce fig trees, uh, figs if you're a fig tree. It comes natural to you. The things that you're called to do are natural to you. You just are living as your authentic self. So that will not happen if you keep comparing yourselves amongst yourselves and comparing yourselves with yourselves. Paul said that is not wise. Your value is intrinsic. Your anointing is strong when you walk as your authentic self. So simply be you. Embrace the grace to be you. When you just embrace the grace to be you and you start walking as who it is that God has called you to be, your heart will be unburdened. It will be unburdened from the complexities of pretense or performance. Pretense is me trying to be somebody I'm not. Performance is me trying to perform so God can bless me. No. I don't have pretense. I don't have performance. Listen, I'm only doing what God called me to do. I'm not performing for grace. I will perform by grace. 
God will give me the power to go do some stuff, but I'm not trying to earn the blessing. I'm not trying to earn who it is that God called me. I'm, I'm just naturally who I'm called to be. And I don't have to be pretentious about it. I don't have to try to be somebody that I'm not. I don't have to put up a facade. Anything you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep. So why would I have to, if I, if I put up something, if I go, I'm going to an event later on today in DC. If I go to this event and I try to be somebody that I'm not, and I introduce myself or I act a certain way around people that is not my authentic self, then the next time I see those people, I'm going to feel the pressure to have to perform again. I'm going to have to feel the pressure to be pretentious again. I'm going to feel the pressure to try to like be who this facade when that is so taxing. That is so draining. Like if I'm just me, I am my authentic self. Hey, this is Rick Pina. Take it or leave it. If you like it, fine. If you don't like it, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like I'm good. Uh, uh, so like in Brooklyn, we'd be like, oh, well, Michelle, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't even care. Like, like I, I love you. I appreciate you, but I'm going to be me. And some people are going to like that. Some people are not. But what I'm not going to do, let me tell you what I ain't going to do, is live my life based on the opinions of others, and I'm not going to take on the pressure to perform, and I'm not going to try to be somebody that I'm not. So I'm just going to live the grace life, and I will produce naturally what I'm called to produce because the, the anointing flows through the authentic. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Man, this was a good message. This is something you might need to listen to again. Lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father... This is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that I acknowledge your grace. While it's free, it comes with the responsibility to produce fruit. So I will not take your grace for granted. I will not see it as a license for laziness. I will not be complacent. I understand, Father, that there is a high cost to this free gift. So I surrender everything to you. I will produce fruit that aligns with my divine assignment. I will not resist or reject who it is you call me to be. I embrace the grace to produce the fruit and to make a change in this world. So my life is more simple and I have amazing peace because I'm being my authentic self. I walk in my divine assignment. I do not compare myself to other people. And it is so liberating. Father, it's liberating when I just live as myself. I embrace the grace to be me. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I might have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. I said a lot today that you might need. Listen, this is a message you know you want to share, right? I was preaching. <laughs> so share this message, share with people, and then leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.